Hello, everybody. We are back. This is Madison. This is Abigail. So, first, we just want to apologize because we have taken a sabbatical. True. Over the past month because life is crazy and Abigail earned earned a degree. That's true. I did get a degree (laughs) since we last recorded, so that's pretty awesome. Praise God. Yeah. So, she got a degree. I will be getting my degree in six months. Yes. So... Life just got a little crazy, but yeah. four jobs later, and mm-hmm. <laughs> we're cranking it out. There we go. So, Abigail, I have a question. Yes. Actually, it's not really a question. It's just... for those of you listening, Abby has this weird thing with gas prices, which I have come to find out is a common thing to be interested in and or like follow throughout the week. So, Abby, can you just walk us through? How it makes you feel oh. when you find cheaper gas. Oh, there's just... I think it's an Appalachian <laughs> thing, you know? I don't know. I can't speak for wherever else. But truly, it's just like... It's, there's just nothing like it. Like, you're driving, and it's like... You don't think about it. You just check. I wouldn't even call it checking. You're just perusing. And you come across, like, the other day... Some gas station near us had a gas for like a dollar ninety nine. I was like, nah, well we can probably do better than that. But then I came across gas for a dollar seventy seven, and I was like, oh man, I was like, that's the spot. I didn't even stop. I was just like excited for them. But today I gotta go get gas before I go to work, and truly, I will probably drive across the bridge and get gas because I know it'll be like eleven cents cheaper. There's just nothing like cheap gas. And getting a steal. Oh, like the other day, they forgot to change both of their signs. So, like, on the big sign, it said, like, $1.87. But on the little one on the pump, it said $1.76. I mean, I, like, filled that boy up. <laughs> like, for, like, nothing. Ugh. So, cheap gas makes me feel some sort of way. How do you feel? Um, I just don't care. I, I need gas. I gas... For car to go bye-bye, car need gas. And if car needs gas, I'm going to just get the gas. My other thing is I just I just hate getting gas. Yes, and let's all <laughs> preface this conversation with your key is your key. Your car is consistently on E. That's true. That's true. And so I don't even think it's so much as you care about cheap gas. I think it's that you will just drive past all of the gas stations ever it's, if it means you not having to get gas. It's the pumping of the gas for me. And I always go to the wrong side and like... You know there's an arrow. I know, but I don't think this car has an arrow. Maybe it does. I don't know. I guess I just don't look. Have you looked? <laughs> I guess I just don't. I kid you not. The first three times I was driving this car, I went to the wrong side every time. And I got out and I was like, well, where is it? Well, was your old car? Yeah, the old car was on that side. Okay, well, then that's understandable. Yeah, but I mean, I still have to really think about it. Mm. But yeah, check for the arrow because usually it tells you. Gas prices make me feel some sort of way. I just, I know that that's like a common thing to be concerned with and like follow up with. It's an adult thing, I feel like. Yeah, and like my family has always been like, did you see how cheap gas was? And I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't. And see, it, it, it's not because I'm anti-checking gas prices. It's just I know that my car needs gas. 
If I'm running out of gas, I will go to whatever. I'm not going to drive an extra 20 minutes. Oh, now, to, now. To get we're not gas. Drive 20 minutes, but at five minutes over the bridge, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to save 11 cents per gallon. For sure. Yes, but I've also... That's being frugal. I've heard tale of you driving now. far away. Now. Which I'm like, at that rate, by the time you're expending your old gas on getting to the place with the cheap gas... You might as well have just gone to the closest gas station. But normally I have no gas. Yeah, yeah. I like, guess when in you... my other car, like, it wouldn't even show, like, zero miles left. It would, it would just say, like, dash, dash. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not sure what that means, but Lord, I just trust you um, to get me there. And every time I've gotten there. Which is a whole other conversation we need to have. It's just your driving abilities mm. in general are just yeah lacking, I would say. I think I did pretty well on the way to Nashville, though. Yes, we have also since taken a trip to Nashville. It was a lot of fun. And Abigail drove the entire way. And back. Which is quite significant. For those of you who have been in Abigail's car, you know. And for those of you who haven't, you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, though. I only had, like, two two times. It was like, well, that could have been probably bad. But <laughs> the Lord was really doing miracles there's, on our trip there's five angels attached to abigail's car one on top and one on each wheel one in the passenger seat <laughs> true it's a lot so well, but anyways we just wanted to record a podcast today because we had time and we just kind of missed doing this this is something we still feel like we want to do mm-hmm. so it might be a little more sporadic but i mean if y'all are still listening thanks <laughs> <laughs> this is the two by two podcast there we go so, um, we wanted to talk today about Sabbath because... Dun, dun, dun. I know. I was, in my head, I saw, like, the twinkly things <laughs> when I said Sabbath. The you know, sparkle the, emojis? The sparkle oh, emojis. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we wanted to talk about Sabbath and more or less just that we haven't been practicing it. And um, I was reading the She Reads Truth Advent Plan... And one day, it was just reading the Ten Commandments out of Exodus, and I read, um, it's Exodus 20, um, 8 through 11, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And honestly, I stopped right there, and I was like, okay, God, I am not doing this, like Mm -hmm. not keeping one of your basic commandments. So, um, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So I was feeling very convicted just after reading that, um, because I never really like thought about Sabbath. I mean, a few times, mm-hmm. and I've tried to practice it, per se, before, but I read that, And then, um, so I was, like, kind of journaling about it. I'm like, Lord, like, I want to keep your Sabbath holy, but I don't even know how to go about doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was reading this book. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry um, by John Mark Comer. A good friend of mine is letting me borrow it. And, like, literally the next day I was just reading, and there was a whole chapter on Sabbath and just Mm -hmm. slowing down and what Sabbath actually means and, like, should kind of look like. Right. So... I just felt very convicted about that, but do you want to share, like, some of your experience, like, with Sabbath before, and kind of how we both, which Madison and I have been living together for three years, Mm -hmm. so we pretty much know 
<laughs> what does and doesn't happen. And right. I think for both of us, we can both say we just haven't practiced it because truly right. we just don't, don't know. Right. And two, like, I think it's interesting that when we read scripture, like the Ten Commandments, not that it's not good to understand, like, the intensity of things like thou shalt not murder and right. thou shalt not covet and, you know, those big things that we as humans tend to like level up as bigger sins than other sins but like in the ten commandments like keeping the sabbath holy is like one of the basics and i think it's interesting that we just don't and i know for me personally like my personal experience with the sabbath is one in scripture i tend to just read over it Mm -hmm. truthfully because I think that my idea of rest and resting in the Lord has just always been equated to slothfulness. And so it feels inherently wrong when you're so used to going 100 miles an hour all the time Mm -hmm. to slow down and rest in the Lord. And it's, you can have bits of Sabbath every day. Like we should be consistently resting in God's word and in the truth of who God is and who he is to us and for us. But to have a a separated day that's not you working for a thing is very important because we have physical bodies and we have spiritual mindsets that need to be nourished and need to be rested in and refueled by God and his goodness. And so... For Like I said, for me personally, I've never taken Sabbath seriously because it feels wrong. And it's almost just like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, and, but um, there is like an author that we adore and mm-hmm. she actively practices Sabbath every week regardless. And it is like a very... Um, set apart day for her like sh- her friends know her family knows like not obviously if there's an emergency like reach out whatever but it's a carved out time where she just genuinely communes with God and whatever that looks like for her whatever doesn't feel like work and like you for instance last Sunday Sabbath and you did laundry right and to me like which I just adore doing laundry which is very weird but like I love and like I did yours and Stephanie's too and like that was my way of like loving and glorifying God like because it was very restful to me Mm -hmm. because it was quiet it was like working with my hands when I normally work with my mind right so and like it was very prayerful and to me that felt like rest in something that was glorifying to God right and it was delightful for me right and that's another thing too the same author that I was talking about earlier said I don't know if it was in a podcast or something but she was talking about her Sabbath practices and um I think it was her that said if you work with your mind Sabbath mm-hmm. with your hands and if you work with your hands Sabbath with your mind and so it's the opposite of what you're doing all the other days mm-hmm. and whatever that thing looks like should be restful to you because it's different and you're doing it for the glory of the Lord like you doing laundry that day because you're used to working with your mind I'm sure it was very healthy for you, and you were doing it unto the Lord. Right. And, like, using that time, like, because those are things that you can do through the week, I suppose. Right. But, like, I really tried not to, like, 
do things that felt like work. Like, if it felt like work to me, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Which truly work right now looks just different for me anyways. Mm -hmm. But it was just very restful. And I just, like, read scripture while I did it too and, like, was just prayerful. And I felt, like, once the day was over, I did other things. Like, I, I really just sat and read this book. I read my Bible listen to two sermons, whatever, like, it was very restful, took a nap, um, but, like, by the end of the day, I was, like, God, I feel back in tune with you, and I'm, like, ready to go into this week, mm-hmm. and, like, work more to bring, like, glory to your name. Right, and I think that's very, like, you have to figure out what works for you. I personally haven't, like, if I'm just being truthful and vulnerable, because I've never really tried, right. and I don't know what... I know things that I enjoy doing, and I know things that um, bring me back to the Lord and back in communion with Him. And so maybe my Sabbath day just needs to look like doing those things. And if those Mm -hmm. things don't work, okay, we'll try it again. But I think everybody's Sabbath will have to look different because we all commune with God differently. Mm -hmm. And we all do things with our gifts and our talents and our time differently. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we should just be keeping the Sabbath and keeping it holy. Right. Like, in whatever way that is for you. If it feels like rest and it feels like worship, then it's a probably mm-hmm. a good way to Sabbath. Right. And it's also not limited to one... Like, you may have to figure out when Sabbath works for you. Right. Like, a lot of times, if you work in a ministry position, Sunday morning, if we're in church, like, it's... It's still church and it's still, but you're working. Yeah. And so a lot of times you may have to work around your work schedule, like find consistencies in your schedule, mm-hmm. which I'm speaking to myself as well. Find consistencies in my schedule of when, hey, these days I'm typically free mm-hmm. and just go from there. Like, yeah. Um, what my pastor one time said, like, if you work, like, if your work schedule does not allow you to come to church on like Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever. If you cannot get to church, like, it is still your responsibility as a Christian to take time away from work because you need that rest. And Mm -hmm. you need a day devoted to the Lord because he commands that of you. And which is very powerful because that's going to look like saying no to a lot of things that aren't necessarily bad things per se. But the Lord would not have commanded us to keep Sabbath if it wasn't for his glory and our good. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not going to do that just to be mean. Like right. He wants us to take time to rest because he rested. Jesus practiced Sabbath when he was here on earth. So, like, mm-hmm. if we're actively trying to live a life in accordance to the way Jesus lived his life here, then we should be following that practice as well. Right. And truly, like, we should just start studying how Jesus did Sabbath. And in this book, it was talking about how, like, Jesus was, you know on his way like it was sabbath and he was taking time to go up to like a mountain and pray Mm -hmm. and like he came across somebody and like that need needed to be met right then so like sabbath might not always go how you pictured it but like if you're doing it with a pure heart like then i feel like the lord Mm -hmm. is going to oh she's keeping that you know right so i don't know i tried over quarantine because i guess i was feeling convicted about it then and i just kind of let it go um but it's come back up but over quarantine, I didn't really have a great understanding of Sabbath either. So I was like, okay, on on Sundays, I'm not going to listen to secular music 
and I'm not going to listen to any podcasts, and I'm not going to be on social media. And I was like, wow, I'm doing the thing. Like, I'm practicing Sabbath. But that still wasn't restful to my soul. Like, it didn't jump me into the week Mm -hmm. with, like, a clear mind, clear heart, and, like, a renewing. And, like, the I don't know if I told you if it was last night or two nights ago. I was just kind of feeling, like, sad before bed and, like, just kind of run down and, like, weary. But I felt like the Lord was like, but Sabbath is coming. Like, Mm. this is going to, you're going to stop. And you're going to just take another day to just delight in me, delight in my creation. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, maybe this Sunday I might go on a hike and just enjoy creation. But truly, like, I genuinely feel like I experienced Sabbath last Sunday because that's when it worked best for me. And, like, I just, my soul just felt restful Mm -hmm. and at peace. And although this week has been very difficult for me, just for a lot of other reasons, there's just this inner peace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of that is because the Lord was faithful to me, like, for obeying that commandment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was um, a different podcast that I was listening to, and it was, um, it's the Femina podcast by Nancy Wilson. It's just her speaking and talking about scripture and she's it's just a beautiful um thing to listen to but she was talking about sabbath and work and balancing that and what that looks like and she said that when she was younger she was a young mom and she was married and she was doing all the things around the house and trying to figure out what that looked like and in accordance with rest and she said I felt like I just asked the Lord, like, what, is this all you have for me? Is Mm. is this all you have for me to just become exhausted and, like, do the laundry and do the dishes and make my family meals and serve my husband? And is this just all you have for me? And she explained that she just felt like the Lord was like, no, I do have something more for you. Like, I want you to do something else. And she was like, well, what is it? And she just said that she felt like the Lord was like, I want you to do what I've already asked you to do, but I want you to do it joyfully. Mm-hmm. And like... Shook. Yeah. <laughs> and it really. just... Like, the Lord wants us to delight in Him mm-hmm. and also delight in resting in Him. Yeah. That that work mindset, like, we should be joyful and delightful in our work, but we should also feel that in our rest because He has commanded us to do it. Mm-hmm. And the idea of keeping something holy, like keep things that are impure out of it like your personal convictions with the lord like just rid of those things and focus on being back with god and delighting in him and who he is Mm -hmm. has to fill like it makes sense that it would fill us up it makes sense that last sunday you were like i'm okay with the week coming Mm -hmm. because i took the time to refocus back with the lord like that makes perfect sense and i feel like because of that and just the community I had with the Lord right just myself that day like I've been able to like love you and Stephanie better this week in the house Mm -hmm. like even silently just like prayers Mm -hmm. but I don't know it was just I didn't realize I was I was missing that but when I read that I was like Lord I can't expect like, if I'm not following this, one of the Ten Commandments, I mean, come on. Right. Like, I just, I don't know. I just felt so out of tune. Mm-hmm. And, like, the part, like, keep it holy, like, this idea of keeping it 
set apart and I'm still kind of trying to figure that out and we all are and I'll probably be working on it like a year from now but like how are we going to take this day to set it apart and like a lot of it was like I still I'm not really doing social media whatever but like not being on my phone and I might like just turn it off this Sunday truly yeah um but yeah just figuring out ways to set it apart keep it different from the other days but also like If I'm going to take a whole day to not do work, then I also need to listen to the other part of the commandment and, like, do my work the other six days. Like, I can't be lazy. Not that you shouldn't be restful in all things, but, like, and I'm not hurrying through everything, but I should diligently be working. So that way, like, on Sabbath, I'm not like, oh, I've still got to do this Mm -hmm. and I need to get this lesson planned together. Like, it's not like that. Right. I should still be working because that's a good work ethic is, like, of the Lord, I think. Right. Oh, no, I completely agree. And I think there's also probably significant benefits in preparing for your Sabbath. Yes. Take a section of your day, your work day before your Sabbath and put things in place that won't feel like work Mm -hmm. to you so that you can have that time off. And that may mean one day in the week you do some stuff that you might not feel like doing that day, but Mm -hmm. you have a cleared space And, I mean, I think Jesus probably made way. I I mean, I don't, I can't think of a specific, but I'm sure that there are things that Jesus did and, you know, got through Mm -hmm. so that he could withdraw to a desolate place Mm -hmm. when the time came for him to commune with the Father. um, This book pointed out, like I said before, Sometimes things get in the way. Like, life happens. Mm-hmm. And, like, right. Jesus got that life happened. And so, he had to get up at night to withdraw. And, and so, if that looks like me getting up at whatever time in the morning just to have that time alone to be prayerful and to just be in that community. Mm-hmm. And whether that's on Sabbath or, like, every day, then that's worth it. Because, like, life inevitably is going to get in the way and we can always find a reason to not do something oh yeah Mm. Yeah. which is convicting in and of itself right just (laughs) i mean there's always something even when there's nothing on the to-do list you will always find something we can do we create things to do oh for sure even if they aren't productive which i think is because god created us to be working diligent humans right like not necessarily just go, 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 go all the time. Like, we're not necessarily, like, that doesn't mean, like, we're earning our salvation or, like, doing all the works, all the things. But, like, I think it's embedded in us to be diligent and intentional and hardworking in our days that aren't set apart for resting and getting back to square one with God so that we can go back to doing the hard work the other days. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah. One of... um and I think it was today's She Reads Truth. Like, the question said, um, or statement, name an area of your life where you can pursue God's kingdom values. And truthfully, I was just, like, in my work ethic. Like, I don't believe that my work right now is showing, mm-hmm. like, kingdom values. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm being lazy in my work and lazy in my calling, then I'm not doing what the Lord has asked me to do. Right. So, I can't be lazy all these other days and expect Sabbath to, like, fulfill me because I'm not fulfilling that other part of the commandment. Right. But very convicting. Yeah. 
I um we're both going through the same advent study and so for that question it's interesting we kind of like regroup after certain if we have like time with the Lord and we'll talk about questions or whatever especially mm-hmm. during the advent but um it's interesting that you went that way with it like in your work ethic because mine I just said like to pursue God's kingdom values like I need to be intimately pursuing God so that I just know his character so I know what the values are yeah true like I need to know at the forefront of all things that God is who he says he is Mm -hmm. and that I'm in check to believe that like so that I can know things about his kingdom and about his word like I just need to know God Mm -hmm. and some days I choose not to right because we're sinful humans and so that's what I just put but also like the scripture that came with it was talking about how like the kingdom will never be destroyed and everything like that and like I guess I just I didn't mean to make it more personal than it was supposed to be but after I said that I just wrote like I need to pursue him so that I know that our covenant relationship will also never be destroyed because right. I cannot be plucked from his hand. No, and you can't do that yourself. Correct. <laughs> Jesus can't pluck you out of his own hand. Like, right. <laughs> the Lord knoweth his that are sealed. He's not confused. Right. He he knows that you are his. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I mean, that's a big thing. You we need to know who the Lord says he is and we can always trust who God says he is. And he, God's never just like oh, I'm this, and doesn't give a million and one examples of right. his character. Right. Like, we don't have to question, like, are you really? Because mm-hmm. he's proved it in his word, and he's also proved it in our lives. Right. Whether we choose to believe that or not. Yeah. But, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, we need to know who God says he is to keep, not to keep our relationship, but just to build that relationship right. and have a greater understanding of who he is and who we are called to be mm-hmm. like him. And I think that will just naturally help with, you know, spiritual disciplines like keeping the Sabbath holy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, knowing God and knowing why, I love learning about, like, okay, well, why did God say that? It's not to be argumentative. Mm -hmm. It's just because everything that God says and everything that God does is reflective of his character. Right. And so... Like, it's easier to Sabbath when you know why. Mm -hmm. Like, what characteristic of God is that flowing out of so that I know more about him? Mm -hmm. And naturally, because I know more about him, I'm going to want to commune with him more. I'm going to want to have that Sabbath day. Like, And it's like every time you learn something about the Lord, it's like, oh, there are ten more things I don't know. I don't know. Which I'm like, God, I don't just, like, your wonders are just... Far above anything that I can even think of. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, oh. And the more I learn about myself, I'm like, oh, goodness. I am sinful. I am a wretched sinner. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, God, I need you more. Right. And that's what, in this Advent study this morning, which we just sat and this has really nothing to do with Sabbath at all. It's just, I don't know. We were just like, wow, there's something about that that just felt so special. Yeah. But um, Daniel 2.28 says... But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And in the KJV, it says secrets. Oh, oh my goodness. He, like, reveals secrets. Like, I just... There's just I'm something... I'm like, Lord, what do, you, what do you have to tell me? Like, right. you, will you, like, bend down and just, like, whisper it to me? Right. I'm like... Which is so special that he 
created a day for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine if I kept the Sabbath holy, all the things that God would have revealed to me. And like, this is such a cool characteristic of God, but like the Lord, his voice is like power and it's like a, like a rushing waterfall. But then also it's that still small voice of like a secret. Like I can't, like sometimes I need the power, but sometimes I need those little whispers. Whispers, yeah. Wow. It's that's, very powerful. That's such good scripture. I'm, yeah. Now I'm like, Lord, like, what do you have to tell me? Right. I'm like, tell me something, anything. Yeah. And it's so special. And I just pray that we both and everybody listening, like, figure f- figure out and be prayerful about your Sabbath time. Mm-hmm. Because God is always saying something. He is always ready to to reveal something to us he is always ready to fight on our behalf he is always ready to do those things and how much more would we see him do those things if we cut out our distractions and look for him yeah and listened this um a quote from this book says um talking about sabbath it's a spirit of restfulness that comes from abiding, from living in the Father's presence all week long. So mm-hmm. we can't just ignore the things of the Lord for the other six days and just right. go, go, go. Like there is still that time that we need to carve out for the Lord. So that way when Sabbath comes, we are our hearts are already prepared. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're starting fresh every time. Like, oh, right. well, God, I didn't read or I didn't even talk to you this week. So right. just lay it on me. No, we can come with... A, a cleansed heart that's sprinkled from an evil conscience and we can right. truly commune. Right. Yeah, so we're still figuring out Sabbath, um, obviously. We're always still figuring out everything. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> but the conviction is real here. So, <laughs> I mean, really, though. I wish y'all could have seen my face when I first read that. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. I was like, wow, okay, I'm not doing that at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope... We hope you all take time to um, figure out Sabbath, pray about it, um, and let us know what your thoughts are. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, thank you all so much. We aren't going to make any promises about the next episode because no. we just don't know a thing about a thing. <laughs> no. So, But we are thankful for everyone who listened. And yeah, You guys are awesome. And we love you. The Lord loves you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>